Yeah, you you run the show. You tell me what we're doing here. All right, well, this is episode four. Okay. Big time, baby. I know, right? I, I didn't actually think I would get to episode four. Yeah, like, well. there was somewhere in the back of my mind where I was just like, here we gonna are. Happen. Let's get 50. I know. Shoot, half of the, most of the show is kind of designed around what you guys were doing. Yeah, what's that? You know, getting in, getting in about 30 minutes and then taking a break and then coming back in. I've been playing around with the format. Like, uh, Roth was the second one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went for like two hours. Yeah, just, just going. It felt, it felt wrong to cut him off. Yeah. No, you can't. You got to let a guy keep going. Do you do any editing? Like, is all of this just going to be just a live, raw, real? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I really just want people to feel like they're here with me. Yeah. Having a conversation with with the Ant-Man. Yeah, with me. Yeah, nice. With, all with right, Anthony, cool. Anthony Tatum. Anthony Jacob Tatum. Anthony Jacob Tatum. The first of his name. Dang, dude. This is fun as heck. All right. Well, so what? How do we kick off? Do you normally like start with a backstory? Because I haven't listened to any yet. I probably should I'm have still, done my data. Honestly, honestly, I'm still trying. Like, I'm still figuring it out. Okay. You know, the thing that was exciting was I listened to your podcast, and yeah. now I get to have you on my podcast. Okay, cool. So you want me to talk about our podcast? Well, I think no. I don't. <laughs> so let's I mean, just talk about our podcast. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's talk about your <laughs> podcast the entire time, dude. Our podcast rules dude <laughs> when was the last time you guys did an episode oh god we're in a sabbatical right now we kind of only do it in the hot seasons no i don't know what we're doing we're <laughs> who knows if last week out will come back we i've got a lot of ideas man i love podcasts so this is fun it's cool to like sit down and have an organic conversation just kind of see where it goes but what's your aim like so you're on episode four and what have you seen sort of develop out of the first three? Like, what do you like so far that's happening? I like the organic conversation. Yeah. I like having a conversation that has no agenda and just kind of feeling out where well, where gonna, it's going to go. You're going to get taken on a fucking ride sometimes then doing that, man. I think that's part of, like, that's part of the fun. Yeah. Like, I think, I think one of the... One of the big reasons that I felt like this was a good medium to use mm-hmm. was like when I first got into the rooms, and I'm not trying to be a recovery podcast per se. Yeah. I just want people to come on and be able to have a conversation, share what, you know, what's going on with them, what, what things have worked for them, what things haven't. Um, thinking about having, uh, some personal trainers, some oh, life coaches. Okay, okay. But so you do have a theme then. What you're thinking is like, what's when you say what's working, you're saying like what's working to, for the betterment of their life. Yeah, at that moment. Okay. Because I think, I, I think the one thing that you and I started talking about, you know, last week mm-hmm. was it works for, like, things work. They don't work unless you keep doing the work. Uh, like you yeah. keep doing something. Like you got to keep keep pushing past. Yeah, keep growing. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Well, I mean, as far as it goes with me, I mean, I think that when we were doing ours, when we were kind of feeling out our deal, the ideology for us started as like, it's really interesting to talk to people who had been through something, let's say, not necessarily traumatic, but something heavy or something, you know, maybe that most people have gone through and kind of hearing how they're doing, how they kind of handle those situations. Some people, man, we get guests on who is just absolutely incredible, some of the stuff that they've overcome. And then we'd have guests on who were getting through uh, maybe situations that I could not even understand. I mean, I remember we brought a guest on who had uh, been born with no arms and no legs, essentially, and I thought he was going to be the most interesting guy. And you know what? He just, it was super funny because he basically, he was just a dude. He was just a dude. You know, and, and it was like, what is happening? You just talk to some people and you expect them to have, I guess, some level of insight or uh, you'd say inspiration. And, uh, and they come on and, you know, they're just a, just a dude, which is cool, too. You know, I mean, he taught me a couple of things. He taught me what the word infantilizing means, which means you uh, basically assume that, um, you know, someone doesn't understand something. You know, it's kind of like uh, mansplaining. But you, I, it's I like infantilize you, quite a bit then. You to other people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I would say I do too. I just start explaining. Well, you know what I do a lot is I uh, interject. So someone will be telling me something, and I'm pretty sure I know where that's going. So I'll just, I'll just yeah 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 yeah. No, I get it. I fucking I get it, dude. I get it. I got it. And then I sometimes don't. You know, like let's say eighty percent of the time I do. Yeah. And then I sometimes don't. Then I feel real. I don't feel good about myself. I feel bad that I did that. All right, well, so your first three guests, what have you learned so far? Being a host is very hard. Yeah, you're a shaman, dude. Yeah, it's 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 been hard because I, I get wrapped up in listening to what they're saying mm. and kind of taking it in. And like the, fir- the first episode was really just on the fly. It was, I was so hell-bent on getting it recorded that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I was out in Dallas for Christmas and I was like, okay, we're getting this recorded. I don't care if I have to go to all 15, uh, guitar centers and get the equipment. I want to get it recorded because I need to start doing something. Right. Um, and you were just inspired. You were like, I got to make this happen. Yeah. Like my sponsor, uh, or he was my old sponsor. Yeah. Um, he started a podcast. Do you know, are you planning on your viewers knowing what a sponsor is? I mean, this podcast is still not sponsored. Just throwing it out there. Okay. So if anybody wants to sponsor this, this <laughs> podcast, uh, you definitely can. Uh, no, we've talked, like we've talked about, uh, recovery and I don't think that, I don't think that that's something that I'm trying to hide. I think yeah. that, Ultimately, one of the things that I really struggled with, um, you know, finding recovery was finding somebody that I could relate to, Mm -hmm. finding somebody that had been through uh, the same feelings as me. Yeah. Because I was so focused on, you haven't been through the exact same thing as me. How could you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the feeling. Got it. So... That was that was important to you, and then that shifted. 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I think it, I think it just took me so long because I didn't um like I didn't find somebody to connect with right mm. off the bat. It was all these people that I continued to just compare myself to of how I was better or how I wasn't as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so come in full circle, you're saying that's what this podcast is about for you. Yeah, I think I think more so than anything, I wanna I wanna be able to connect with somebody and not have it be about a feeling or an experience. Maybe it's both. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Okay. But just like what's working for you? Because Yeah, all right. Like we were talking about like we were talking about Tyler. We've both been around him. He's a robot. Yeah, he is a robot. Dude, Tyler, I hope you listen to this. You're a fucking robot, dude. Like he I truly believe you said it. You said it in the interview that you did with him, which I'm I'm hoping he's on the show soon. Oh yeah, no, for um, sure. Well, no, and that's a cool thing. Okay, so I kind of get the vibe. Well, I think I could jump into this then. Well, and I I would tell you this is like for me, um, you know, I would say I have no idea what's going on ever. And my life in the last five years has just absolutely been flipped on its head. You know, I've been nonstop. I'm a, what am I, 32, 32, about to be 33. And uh, I think I'm doing the stuff that, God, I don't know if that's what 30, I don't know what 32 year olds, it's kind of a funny thing, man, being in your 30s. Because you, uh, you don't even know what you're supposed to like wear anymore. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, I can't. I'm damn sure not wearing any famous shirts. That's for sure. But I, I'm you're like, not wearing any jinkos. Jinko jeans? No, I don't. I've never worn jinko jeans. I know for sure my buddy David has. I know that he has worn some jinko jeans, but I, I never wore jinkos. I wore. You know what? I had my kid in some carpenter pants the other day, and I was laughing because I used to, I had some mean carpenter jeans when I was a kid, you know, and. So nowadays it's, you know, I'm rocking Vans right now, and that's me being, I think it's me clinging on to my 20s here. I should probably just get a pair of boots and just, you know, have a funeral to all my cool shoes. But uh, last five years has been getting married, bought a house, uh, got a dog, uh, you know, and dog ownership I could talk about. God, I could just go on and on about dog ownership because I had owned some dogs in my in my younger years, and I'm not, shit, I don't even know where they went. I know one got hit by a car, uh, but then it just is, it was like a different response. Man, I know there's going to be somebody who loves dogs that listens to this. I feel bad. But the truth about it is, is like, dude, I just, I didn't even understand the full responsibility. Now when I think about having a dog, I'm just like, shit, man, it's expensive. Dogs and dogs are real uh, liability at our house sometimes. She's actually got kennel cough right now. This is the first time she's had it, but... Uh, probably have to take her in and get some more antibiotics or something along those lines. But like I said, in the last five years, I kind of done all the, all the big ticket items. Right. But I'm learning some cool stuff. So what's working for me right now is YouTube is working for me right now, man. I'm learning, I'm learning so much stuff. I'm a, I have my own business. That's real small. It's nothing like, so for anybody listening to this, we're sitting in this office space uh, in the spot, like we're about, let's say if you're in, if you're in Phoenix, you can be downtown, but if you got money, you want to be in central corridor, you want to be in PV and we're somewhere like 
closer to to central like central corridor area and we're in this sick modern office right now because uh tyler our mutual friend that we were talking about he was my employer uh he runs this company and i mean he just hired like god he hired so many of our friends it's silly but at the end of the day uh you know he did really well for himself and we're sitting in this crazy office and it's pretty awesome so um but yeah, my we're an undercover tech company yeah we're a low-key tech company for sure he's a uh you know and he's a he's a master of diversifying and so i'm kind of figuring that arena out for myself you know it's funny that i get roped into conversations about shit i know nothing about like stocks i don't know nothing about stocks dude i'm 32 if you don't know nothing about stocks it's all right man i know a little bit about mutual funds because i had a guy sit me down and tell me about him he said it's safe you invest your money here you get 12 percent back every year i said all right yeah that's where i'll put my money um but you know, I don't know much about anything. I just keep learning, you know, and, and you learn stuff and, and you implement it. But I, I'm learning like more craftsman stuff. Like I'm learning how to um, how to build things. Uh, I just built a sandbox. Uh, I am building uh, planters. I'm building, I'm putting up cafe lights, which I do professionally. But, you know, I'm redoing the yard and making it child safe. And you know, that's what the cool stuff for me right now, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, my life has shifted in this direction where you, um, cause I'm a, I'm a socialite, man. I don't know about you, but I'm a, I like need it. I need to be around people. I need to be, uh, mixing it up. It's like, um, it's like, it's fucking necessary. It's like my, my passion, you know, I just love to party, man. Just want to oh, be I, around people. I like it to a certain extent. Yeah, what does that mean? I like it as long as I don't feel uncomfortable. Like there's a lot of time like there's a lot of times where I feel uncomfortable. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of of being around uh like I don't like doing like the crazy keg stands or anything like that. I never liked the craziness. Like I like the social interaction. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, dude. You like, you come in. The... I like that. I like that time. It's like a eighth grade dance when everyone's like, Oh, what are we doing? And then like that one young kid starts getting grinded on, then everyone's getting grinded on, <laughs> you know? And so like that, that moment that happened where it was like, it was awkward. And then it started to come around. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes it doesn't come around. But you kind of figure that out of like, you know, I've always been the one. I Man, I got a lot of people that used to get pretty frustrated with me because I'm I'll just go for it. You know, I'll, I'll and I'm I'm really uh, I'm a fan of a laugh, man. You know, so even if it's not a good time, you know, like it's, you know, uh, let's say for uh, documentary sake, like, oh, man, you're going to take that night as a whole and look at it and be like. Is that a good time? And everyone would be like, nah, dude, that, that party sucked. I guarantee I got, I had something great that happened there. You know, I'll go around meeting people. I can remember I was at this wedding. I was at this wedding. It was a great wedding, so I don't mean to take it like that. But the thing that I've caught up is I met a dude. God, his name was Cactus. I was at this wedding. I didn't know anybody. You know, I was like uh, me and my wife were... We were together for a while at this point, but I still didn't know the distant family, you know, and she's got one of those big American families. I'm talking like, 
I'm talking Christmas is like 50 plus, oh, you wow. know? And out of those 50, that, like 30 of them I know well, you know? And then there's 20 where they're there, maybe hit or miss, you know? But that's just, that's the core family. Then we get out into the Dakotas, you know, and there's a whole nother wow. sector, you know what I mean? And uh, so I'm at this like family gathering, uh, it was a wedding, and I don't know most of these people. And uh, I'm talking to this dude, and his name was Cactus. And I was like, Cactus, what do you do? And he was like, I fish. It's like, oh, that's cool, man. Nice. I like to fish. And he immediately just starts sizing me up. He's like, what do you fish? I was like, you know, I haven't fished in like 15, 20 years. And he kind of immediately knew where I stood in the pecking order of fishing. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, you're a fucking... Uh, what is the, what's the word? I'm like, you're a, you know, uh, casual fisher, you know, or something, you know, he's like, oh, you get out there, you don't know shit. And, uh, he starts telling me about the type of fishing he does. He does fly fishing. You ever been fly fishing? Never been fly fishing. All right. But you know what I'm talking about when I say, yeah, for sure. They're out there and they're, uh, they're in those boots and they got the overalls. Okay. So yeah, yeah. he does a whole deal. Right. But he's telling me about the lures. Right. And, uh, and I guess, so there's like, if you're a real, you're a real enthusiast, you're a real savant of this arena, what you're doing is you're replicating the, let's say, seasonal patterns of the bugs uh, that are flying. So you got to like, because these fish are like evolutionarily adapted to seeing something that's happening. So they know like, you know, let's just say, and I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, but like spring you know, spring is when the flies are coming through and the flies, they just skim the water, you know? So when okay. you're, when, so you got to tie this thing the same weight about as a fly, but not just that, you got to hit the water the same way. And I'm listening to him and I'm like, dude, are you full of shit? And like, his name is Cactus, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, no. And he's telling me and he's dead serious. I mean, he never, he never broke. This is him, you know? Sure. And he's telling me uh, this story, and I, this is good, man. I'll circle back. I'll bring us. I'll bring us full circle here. But he's telling me this story about, you know, he's out there, and he's like, uh, cause I, you know, I'm then I'm fucking having a laugh with him. So I'm like, what are you, what are you doing out there? And he's like, you know, I'm like, you see, eating good. And he's like, I'll catch and release. I respect the fish too much. And I'm like, dude, this dude's a fucking parody, dude. You know, like, no, <laughs> you're joking. And he's like you know, getting into some real, like, like hippie stuff with me. He's like, no, man, I'd never, you know, I'd never kill the fish, man. There's a bond between the fisherman and the fish he catches. And I'm just like, okay, dude, all right. And uh, he's telling me, he's telling me that one time he caught two fish, caught two fish at the same time, because I guess there's like a couple of hooks on these things. So he caught two okay. fish at the same time. And he said one of them was way stronger than the other fish. So he's just fighting. He said... This other fish is just fighting. Then he realized there was two fish on it. And he's like, the other fish was smaller. And I knew that that other fish couldn't put up the same fight. I was worried, you know, and I'm listening to him. And I'm just laughing, man. And he, at this point, he knows he's have he's telling a good story because he's got me fixated and I'm just rolling, you know, and, I, and I'm telling him, dude, I, I love that you believe this stuff, but he's just like, so I'm freaking out, man, because I'm like, man, if this other fish keeps fighting, it's going to kill that other fish because the other fish is, is uh, you know, is gamed out. It's tired, you know, and he gets them in. 
and he says he he runs over he like when they finally because he didn't want to keep finding these when the the line was far enough that i could hook it i had a guy hold it i ran out there i netted him he, he let the strong fish go it was still good but he said uh the the weak fish now was like looking belly up so he just gets out there he's in the water and he's just cranking the fish right he's and because that's how you put oxygen in him you just like you know uh, stroke him in the water hard, right? <laughs> and so he's out there, and he's telling this story. He's just stroking that fish. Come on. Come on, breathe. And he's just stroking it and stroking it and stroking it. And he said to his swim, he said, it was the most powerful thing he's ever seen. I was cracking up, man. And so, you know, coming back to what we were talking about is, you know, there's a lot of people into a lot of stuff, man, and I I enjoy hearing about it too. So I, I, I see what you're getting into here is like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just getting by, you know, and everybody's, uh, you know, we're figuring it out, you know, but there is a template, you know, and that's kind of, that's, that's a good thing that we got, you know, is we got, um, in our community, a template of, you know, people that, uh, kind of say, Hey man, if you, you know, you don't, we're not going to tell you how to build the whole castle, but it, like, if you build your foundation around this stuff, uh, you know, you're, your 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 castle might stay in place or some metaphor like that you know but but that's good stuff man and so i i see that uh you know as you figure it out and and get a decision it's really cool it's crazy to think you know you don't have to know right now but it's fun that you're you're getting it going yeah man it's 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 been a fun time picking out all the all the different headphones all the different gear god your gear's nice too um, i picked up those I picked up those. Oh, those are your story. orange boxes over yeah. there? Oh, those are nice. Did you get to pick that color too? Is there options in color? Uh, so when I went to the store, I was planning on getting black ones. But I saw those and they were $30 cheaper a piece. Dude, always go with the bright everything. So like yeah. luggage, when you buy luggage, don't get black luggage, man. Get the loudest luggage because when that motherfucker comes out of the baggage claim yep. at the airport... Like I don't have is. to. I don't have to waste time figuring out if somebody else has the same shit. Yeah, and you'll know if somebody's rolling off with your. You oh know. yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah, so you know. It's what you learn in your thirties. I know you're not right? there yet, are you? You're in oh, your twenties. No, you're I'm, in your thirties. Yeah, I was talking. To, I, I was actually talking to my dad the other day, and he was like, "He was what did he say to me? He's like, hey, you got a birthday coming up soon.' I'm like, "Yep." the end of the month i turned 32 damn dude you're coming up on the same age as me so here's he's he stops after i say yep gonna be 32 this year he goes you're so bad about that lion <laughs> i'm like what are you talking about I'm gonna be 32 this year and he's like boy you were born in 88 oh you're gonna be 33 i'm like oh yeah we lose track dude that's a real thing <laughs> Yeah, around 20, I think it's 25 or something. We just, I don't know, man. I'm just not, I don't even know anymore. Just the other day, I felt like I was, you know, God damn, listen to me talk right now. I sound like a fucking, that's so crazy. Just the other day, I was, yeah, man. It starts flying by, but it's the truth. You know, I heard that, um, so my grandpa, mm -hmm. uh, after my grandma passed, mm -hmm. uh, Met another lady, met another nice, uh, nice young lady. Dang, good and, for him. Um, and we were we were actually having a conversation about why it seems like things go faster. Okay. And uh, at least the reasoning that she gave me, which I feel like is pretty sound. Yeah, I've heard a good one too. I wonder if it's the same she one. She said that 
She said the reason it feels like things are moving faster uh-huh. is because you're, what you're experiencing is over a larger portion yeah 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 like Like, when you're when you're 10 you're experiencing 10 percent of your life every year right but when you're 30 you're experiencing you know one third of your life or whatever that number is yeah so it starts to go faster yeah that's or at least it feels like it yeah well and a lot of the shit you know where it's going too and and i'm kind of more of a pro at like you know when you're younger you got to fit so much in nowadays dude it's just like you know you just catch me just sitting sometimes you know, I'm just sitting, Yeah. you know, not necessarily making it go faster, but uh, I don't know, man. You know, it seems like uh, when you're younger, I don't know, you're packing so much in, you're doing so much, you know, and I don't know, nowadays it's just clicking by and I'm just kind of like uh, sitting on the train sometimes, which is kind of fucking scary to think about though, man. I've got to get some things going, but I think that's kind of where I'm at in my life at 32 is get some businesses off the ground, try and see something that's going to stick. I, I kind of am realizing that if you got a good, uh, you got your wits about you and you, you do things right and, and kind of just stay the course that, uh, financially end up coming out on top. You know, I don't know if you end up being a millionaire, but I know that, uh, things seem to just work out fine, you know, with consistency and all of those things. But I know right now is a good time because I got the energy for it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I've got, I got a couple of things figured out, you know, I, I'm not as, uh, impulsive as I once was. I don't got, you know, like we were talking about when you're talking about, uh, recovery, I don't got a crippling drug addiction hanging over my head, which I have in the past. Um, so, you know, right now is a really good time for me to be focusing on, I guess setting myself up for when I'm older, you know, I look at some older people in their sixties or seventies. I don't know what happens. Sometimes life just throws curveballs at you, I guess too. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I can kind of put myself in a position to be comfortable when I'm older. Cause man, I would, it's rough. It's rough for some people right now. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it. Cause I mean, I'm having, we're, we're the same age. So, I'm having some of those same those same thought processes going on mm-hmm. where I don't have a 401k. I do have some life insurance. Yeah. It's term life. I got it so I could get a free Apple Watch. Damn, dude. A free watch with it? Yeah. How much do you pay a month for that guy? 25 bucks. You got, a, what, $100,000? Uh, no, I think it's like, yeah, maybe it is $100,000. It's term life insurance for 20 years. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just saw it and was like, "So if you go in the next I twenty need to years, get that. who's your who's your beneficiary?" My mom. Damn, dude, lacing mom up, dude. All right, all right. Yeah, it's crazy that my wife is on everything now. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife your is my emergency, emergency contact. contact. I remember when that shifted over. That was a big step. I think we were like three years into our relationship when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just put her down. You She's know? gonna be my emergency contact for life. Yeah, for life, dude. As long as she doesn't leave me, then I'm gonna have to go back. Then they'll call <laughs> her, and she'll be like, "Let him fucking die in there." It's funny. It's it's funny. I was uh, I don't know why it came up the other day. I, it was probably a couple months ago, but I was randomly driving home, and I, I stopped at a light, and opened up the contacts in my phone mm-hmm. and you know how they have the options for you to make somebody an emergency contact yeah yeah 
uh, like so you can get like three people okay. in your phone to be an emergency contact. And I had one of my best friends. I had my mom and my dad. Okay. I call up my mom, my dad, and my best friend, and I tell them, "Hey, in my phone." Do they all answer right away? That's what I want. I need to know too in this story. Did they all uh, answer when you called them? My mom called me back. Okay. Because she was on the phone. Got it. Um, but all three of them talked to him about it, and I don't know why I was just in this weird place that day. Yeah. I was like, I'm a donor. If they call you, pull the plug. Damn, dude, you were just out here having way too heavy a conversation. They're like, dude, it's fucking two p.m. on a Tuesday, dude. Yeah, it was. I ran and it ran. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just like, no, I need to know that. Like, pull the plug. Yeah. And then my stepdad got involved and was like, "We're not your medical proxy. Like, they can only tell us that you're hurt or injured or something like that." What does that mean? <laughs> what are you saying? What? But who decides them for you? Right. That's. I don't. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I didn't go. I didn't go any further. I was just like, "Oh, all right, cool. I'll talk to you later." That is. That was a finesse move <laughs> I got too. Out of that. When my wife was taught, me and my <laughs> wife talked about marriage for a long time before we did it, and she was like, "Yeah, you know that. Like right now, if something was to happen to me or you, that like our parents would end up being the ones, and like they might not even let you in the room." And I was like, "Damn, dude, that sucks." You know, that's one thing when I hear about gay marriage, because for a long time, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm all for the rights. And I, I just couldn't understand why we were pushing so hard for the marriage. And then, uh, you know, I got a little bit older because for me, I was like, I don't even give a fuck if I I don't care about marriage at all. You know, that's how progressive I am. But then uh, now and stuff like that, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh, man, you gotta let these you gotta let these guys get married, man. Who else is going to decide for them? Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's crazy to think about. But damn, you can't be just calling people up and telling them stuff like that, man. Yeah, it's. I think that I'm getting a little bit better. Yeah. At kind of thinking those things through instead yeah. of just the totality it, of the. It 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 was a thought that came into my head, and I was like, I need to call these people right now because I don't know if they remember that, or I don't know that I've told them that they're my emergency contact. Dang, dude, I like that though. I like that. That's like a, you're like um, finding a romantic thing to do for somebody throughout the day. Like out of that, you're like, you know what, dude? Thinking about making you my emergency contact. They're like, what? It's like a godfather. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a, being a godfather is such a messed up thing. When someone tells you, you're just like, thanks, dude. Thanks. And then when you think about it, you're like, man. Give me your traumatized kid, man. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be sad, dude. Yeah. You know, and I don't even want to talk about this anymore. You know. Yeah. That's the mortality. That's a, that's a true uh, realities of life, I guess. Yeah. You know, man. Like I, um, you know, I've had three grandparents uh, pass away in the last uh, two years, and you know, I'm. I'm getting to that age at 30 where I know that realistically my parents have uh, more yesterdays than tomorrows. Yeah. Oh, for at sure. At this point in their life. Oh, yeah. Our uh, parents which, are getting old. Yeah, which is like, which is. You got brothers? 
Uh, man, I've got such a big family. What, like so, your new, your actual core so, family? Yeah, so my uh, my mom and my dad got divorced Okay. Uh, when I was two. All right. And... Both of them got remarried. Okay, but when they were di- when they were together, just you, uh, me and my older sister. Okay, so you had a, t- a sister and then you with yep. those two parents. Yep. Okay. Then they got remarried. Then they got remarried. Okay. Uh, my stepdad had two of his own. Two of his own after you. Yep. Okay. Two sisters. Two step. Oh, two stepsisters. Mm-hmm. So right now, three girls and you. Yep. Okay. Uh, then my dad got remarried. I thought that was your dad. No, that's your mom. My that mom got okay, okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Then my dad got remarried. All right. Uh, she had an older son. Okay. So you inherited yep. the fake step sibling. Yep. Got it. Uh, he and I'm just sister. kidding. I'm just no, joking. You're fine. I'm sorry if he's listening. No, the funny like, the fun the funny thing is is uh, I talk about my stepmom because my dad and my stepmom got divorced. Is there a word for that though? I just said when so when I explain it to people sometimes because I make I'll make pico de gallo. Yeah, yeah okay. Because uh, my stepmom was Hispanic. Oh, uh, you're, you're I say was first stepmom. Yes. Okay. I say, yeah, my stepmom was was Hispanic, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, did she pass away? No, she was my stepmom. I'm, no, she was my stepmom. She's not my stepmom anymore. <laughs> Dude, like I love her to death. But oh, like, I get this. Dude. Yeah, I got. I've had a couple of stepdads in my day. Yeah. So, um, but then those two, uh, my, uh, my dad and my stepmom uh-huh. had the uh, Hispanic my little sister. Yeah. Okay. They've got my little sister. So you have a, a you. There's so many. There's so many girls. The inherited step siblings that your dad married into were they girls? Your Hispanic stepmom before she married your dad, the, no, her so two that was, kids. So that was a older stepbrother. Okay, okay, okay. But then my dad and my stepmom had a girl. Okay. Uh, then after that, my mom and my stepdad, they had uh, my little brother. Okay. And then way out of left field. Okay. Uh, after my dad got divorced uh, for the second time. Okay. He had my little brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the day before my twenty-second birthday. Okay, okay, okay. I see. So, so you I got a step. You brother. got you got a step, a step brother that you're actually an uncle to. Kinda. Yeah, like an age gap. Yeah, you're, you're was, his uncle. Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny because we at one point we went to. Uh, I was in town for my little sister's graduation. Yeah. Uh, which is back in Indiana, and. We went to lunch or breakfast before graduation because uh-huh. in the Midwest, they don't do it like they do it here where it's like right after school on Thursdays. Oh, okay. What are you saying? They what do, do they it on do? Sundays. Okay. Just like with service. Yeah. They do They do a ceremony on, on the Sunday Lord's after church. On the Lord's Day. <laughs> pretty much right after church. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like pretty Bible much right after church. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, we all went to we all went to breakfast that day, and my older stepbrother uh, had kids at that point. Okay. And uh, my little nephew comes over to me and looks at me and he goes, "Are you Nick's dad?" And I'm like, 
Nope. I'm Nick's brother. I'm his brother, but I'm glad that you see that there's an issue here. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I'm glad you can correlate ages. Yeah, dude. Well, why did <laughs> I ask you? Smart little kid, Why man. did I ask you? Oh, because we were talking about our dads getting old. Yeah, dude, my pops is old now, man, and he could. So my pops, um, you know, my second stepdad, my first stepdad was, you know, uh, I had him until I was probably like 10 or 11. Then I got my second stepdad, and he stuck and stayed. And... uh he is getting older though now, you know, and now we're in that era, you know, where like, you know, like we can beat our dads up. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a cool era, you know, that we're treading into, like almost a hundred percent sure, you know, like my pop's pretty old, man. You know, there's still that old fear that they instilled in us. For sure. But like now, it's like, damn, dude, I could beat my fucking dad up if I wanted to, man. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. It's crazy to think about. No, it's a, it is a weird, but like you said, like back to the, you know, and I love humor, man. I, that's my favorite thing. And, you know, it, it just helps me get through. But yeah, no, you're not. You're not wrong. It's definitely the realities of life that we're dealing with. Where are we at on time? I see you glance over there a couple of times. I bet you were like 35 minutes in, 40. Yeah, about 35. Cool. Let's take a break, yeah? Yeah. like a hang up but like sometimes I'm trying to think it was like the EQ I don't know David did all the yeah David did all that for us he is the best god thank god for him Slack Media LLC that's right dude he's up and coming dude he is all right so love that mustache oh yeah dude it's strong all right are we back in we're back in all right well you kick us off tell me what you tell me what we're doing back all right so I think that's the hard. I think the fun thing about being a host, yeah, is you don't really know what I'm gonna ask. Yeah, you get to drive the fucking ship, dude. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I drive all that well, but yeah, you uh, steer it. Just steer I, it, dude. Just I point steer it. it. Just I point steer it. it. So, all right. So you were working for. Well, you were working in roofing for a while. Yeah. You were you were part of the ops team. Oh yeah. You were you were helping us get some sales going. Yep. And now back in treatment. You're dude. back in treatment. Yeah. So so like when, when somebody says that they're working in treatment, mm-hmm. like what is that like what does that all entail? Because for me, I never went I never went to treatment. Yeah. Well it's like uh so it's like this. You come in so let's say you were suffering from drug and alcohol addiction. So you come in and you, you just normally the people that you meet are these people at the hospitals or at the drug and alcohol treatment centers or the people that run the facilities that you go to the meetings at or whatever it is. And there's this sort of like, um, let's say, mm, grandiosity. Like you look at them as like having what you need to get. Because when you're you're coming in, you're pretty, you're pretty beaten up, you know. So then you you kind of like look up to these people, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you go to the camp, like the, um, I don't know, like the school camp or whatever it was, you know, when you were a kid and there's like the counselors and there's the cool counselors and you're like, man, 
fuck yeah, the cool count cam counselors, man. I hope they give get me a secret high five or something. And so, you know, when you're newly in recovery, um, you kind of look up to these people and then you find out that they they are in recovery and you're just like, shit, man, I could be like you. You know, and they're they're kind of like the front line of like your mm, let's say reintegration back into like healthy life post this and they're the first people that you see that are like you know maybe going back to school or having families or whatever it is those are the first ones so a lot of time people in recovery kind of you know get a quick little kick of like man I'd like to do that you know that seems like something I could do it's obviously accessible to me I mean if the first people you met were people in like financial advisement you'd be like damn dude what is this you know I, can I do this then you know you're we're just kind of feeding off something whatever you know whatever people around you got you kind of want in the beginning and so I'd say the treatment industry is really alluring in the beginning and then you kind of kick around and maybe you get a job in it. Maybe, uh, you know, it, the requirement to work in it, depending on where you're at, is pretty low. It's like, you know, when you're not doing drugs anymore, all right, you're hired, you know, what duration <laughs> of time. So a lot of people do get into that industry, you know. And, um, you know, treatment for me was just, you know, just that. You know, when I got it, when I was newly sober, so I'd gone to college um, and I'd always been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. I, I mowed lawns, I made hemp necklaces with like bottle caps on them and sold them at school, you know, and I was just trying to figure out ways to just, uh, you know, work for myself ever since I was a little kid. And, um, and so I came in here, but after, you know, drugs and alcohol had taken its place, I kind of like took the, I'm going to work in bars, I'm going to you know, cook a little bit, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And so I was kind of aimless and I got here and I was making pizzas. That was a pretty chill job and, you know, and low stress, especially for where I was at in my life and a bunch of pretty ladies running around and, you know, people coming in and buying pizza. It's a pretty cool environment. So that's what I did. And, um, I worked in treatment and, uh, you know, I, I just, I was just happy to be doing well, man. And so, the natural progression for me was hung out there, um, you know, because I was in, I got affiliated with a company that was just a really good company. It was UHS, who's, you know, a full, like, you know, a top 500 company. They're, they do great. You know, they own psychiatric hospitals. So I found myself really quickly with like health benefits and a 401k. And, you know, it was, um, it was definitely a cool place to, to land. So I worked there uh, for five or six years and then, so, you know, someone scooped me up, you know, I'd, I'd hung around and met some people and eventually, you know, I started taking interviews and people would offer me jobs and they weren't, you know, comparable to what I was doing. You know, my job was pretty cool. I'd, you know, had some tenure at my place and, you know, a little bit of, uh, autonomy, but not much. And so, uh, what ended up happening was I got scooped up by another company um, you know, and just thrown out to the wolves, you know, for lack of better terms. And I did that for a couple of years and I had a blast, man. I had a blast and, you know, me and my wife got married and all those things I started to tell you about at the beginning started happening. And, uh, what ended up was that I was working in, still working in this industry in a little bit different capacity because the higher up you get, the, the further away you get from the magic, to be quite honest, you know, you could work at it. 
uh, you know, whatever it is. I don't even know. You know, you could, you know, own an ice cream shop and you don't make no fucking ice cream, dude. You just come in there and make sure, you know, whatever. You get calls that the freezers break. And, uh, you know, so I was kind of running around and just doing the uh, back end stuff, which is a necessity. I don't want to say I was, you know, totally away from the fact that I was helping people because that's not the truth. The truth of it was I was just in a role that, I was getting calls all the time and all of those things. And I'd seen what these guys over here were doing. And, uh, you know, I put my notice in and I knew, uh, with what I was doing at that job, I couldn't give them a two week notice. I had to give them at least 30 days. And so I gave them a 30 day notice and I, uh, started playing the field. Like I, I got offered a couple of jobs and, uh, some of them weren't great fits for the, what I was leaving for. And what I was leaving for was structure. You know, um, I, I hadn't had that in years, probably three or four years where it's like, oh, I clock out and no one calls me. Like, that's not even a, yep. you know, and, and I talk about that. That's kind of the, you know, I, when I think about Tyler, I laugh because, you know, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an ideas guy. I have a lot of fun with it. I, I know that I could, you know, with the businesses I even have going right now, if I took the leap of faith, I could probably make comparable to what I'm making right now, punching a clock for somebody else. Uh, but... Um, you know, there's a, there's something that, there's something to say about, you know, somebody giving you a paycheck every two weeks that you know what it's going to be. There's something, you know, about giving paid time, paid time off. Are you shitting me? Nope. You don't get paid time off when you run your own company. Are you, you get, you, you know what I mean? You set yourself up maybe, uh, yeah. maybe in 20 years, you know, I'll have a company where I get to pay myself for time off, but needless to say, um, that's what I needed. I needed somebody to, uh, basically tell me, hey, man, you'll be able to come in. Here's, you know, the playbook. Follow the playbook. Uh, and at X time, you'll leave here and you'll be able to cut your phone off. And so that's what I did, man. I, um, I, I came here. I interviewed with you guys. And you guys told me, um, hey, like, you know, it's not a gig that exists yet. Try this. I came to work for you guys and, and, you know, everyone was straight up with me. They were like, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like. And they didn't, you know, and, uh, it changed over and over. I mean, dude, I was doing by the end of my time here, um, I was doing such a cool role. I had such a cool role, you know? So I guess that segues into why would I leave? But, uh, my role was like, I was recruiting and hiring all these people and you guys were you know, starting to pay me some, some decent money. And I, it was funny because I talked to my direct report here when I was putting my notice in and, you know, I, I, I think about things. It's not like I, you know, just make irrational decisions and we we're laughing. Cause I was like, man, there's no way that, uh, I feel like I'm going to go and make the same amount of money I'd make if I hung out at a place like this for too long. I mean, you hang around a place like this and, you know, you're bound to make some money. You just better find something you're passionate about in this industry. Um, but, um, you know, these guys gave me a call while I was working here, uh, and this is Estel, uh, and just a, just a gang of guys that I've known for the last, the better part of this decade. And, uh, and these guys were like, Hey man, like, we'd love to have you interview for this role. And I come in and I interview for it. Um, cause that's something I was always taught to do. I don't know if that helps anybody to tell, but if you're in a job now, whether you love it or hate it, or you're in between, take interviews, man. Take inter take as many interviews as you can. You're not, you know, I, mean, 
I don't understand this sense of loyalty that people have to these industries. It's like, hey, man, listen, if someone's offering you something better, um, I'm not saying just take it. I mean, it might be a lie. You know what I mean? That's very possible. You leave and go into a shit situation. My family's encountered that. My wife has gone through that over the last year. Um, but in the next breath, you know, it's good to kind of hear what people are offering you and you kind of get a sense of like who you are and your value. And these guys offered me a job for comparable pay, what I was getting paid now, but I was, you know, or when I say now, I mean in that moment. Um, but it was in an industry that I'm passionate about, you know, I'm, I'm still like all the goof goofing around and joking and all the stuff that I do, you know, I love treatment, you know, I love, uh, seeing people that are struggling with something that's you know absolutely just destroying them you know whether it's alcoholism drug addiction let's say depression maybe some you know uh, they have some mental health issues that are starting to crop up Uh, maybe they're because of the drugs and alcohol maybe they're not you know and kind of pointing people um, into the direction of finding help and you know navigating this very confusing water Um, and so these guys interviewed with me and I, I sat with it for, I don't know, probably three or four days, uh, maybe close to a week. And I knew I was like, ah, I'm going to end up going over to this place um, just because I'm, I'm, I'm I believe in the brand, you know, and I and I, I, I totally believe in what you guys are doing here. And I and I believe in the owner, too. I believe in Tyler. I, I don't think he's going to land on his face um, and what he's doing. You know, I think he's going to end up being successful. But uh as far as it goes, you know, I, I, I know Nestle for quite a long time. I know that what he's trying to build, uh, without him even telling me, you know, it's like, oh man, I know what this guy's doing here. And, uh, and I can get behind it. You know, I, if, if I'm going to help, if I have to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm putting the the hours in for another man. I mean, it, that's kind of every team you join, you know, I, I've run teams that were, just had shitty missions man you know and and i've been a shitty leader at times um and that's not what i'm a part of right now and um and i'm really happy that if i'm going to invest my energy or my time you know like we were talking about it's very very you know finite you know like what are you going to put it into and making sure that i'm investing you know my my energy into something that's actually going to uh let's say uh resonate with me oh and help you know, it's something that, you know, I think is good and positive. And that's something that, you know, you kind of get to learn is like, man, you don't get a lot of time. And, you know, I have a lot of buddies who talk to me about like, man, I'm stuck at this. And I'm just like, no, you're fucking not, dude. You're fucking not. And I'm not like a saint, but you're just not, you know, no one's making you work here. Um, And you're like, well, what am I going to do for money? And it's like, dude, at the end of the day, I ain't going to fucking starve, you know, and it's just about, you know, I like now I'm in a position where, you know, especially if you're capable and that's that's something my wife was grilling me on the other night. I'm still learning, you know, and I get a little bit stuck in my own bubble because, you know, I'm blessed with being fully functional, like no, you know, disabilities, whether they're cognitive or physical. And, you know, I forget that, you know, I I sometimes take that stuff for granted, but you know, in the next breath, that's, that's what I got right, right now. And so, um, you know, when I, when I talk to somebody else who I feel like is in the same boat, I'm just like, Hey man, you need to, you need to get out of whatever this is, you know, and, and push yourself forward, you know, like don't get stuck somewhere. 
Um, and I understand how it happens. We get complacent. We start, you know, whatever it is, whatever maladaptive behavior we've implemented into our life to make us comfortable enough to just sit and shit. Um, but, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's really good to have like people around you that are like, no, that's a, you know, that's a false belief or whatever it is. So take this job, investing a bunch of energy into it and, and I'm passionate about it, but it's also a means for me, um, because of my schedule. Cause right now, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm on the phone. Like right now, if, if one of these, I, th- I should have texted him. I'm pretty lucky. My phone hasn't rang. Honestly, I, I should have planned better, but you know, I got to take calls. But in the next breath, um, you know, I don't got to be anywhere at any time. I don't necessarily have to do much. You know, um, I have, you know, these metrics and these goals that we have as a team, and I got to help meet them. And it doesn't, I don't have to do it on a time frame. And, you know, where I'm at in my life right now, it's really important to me. And I know that that's kind of what you were doing with your job and what you valued and in the positions that, you know, this company has given a lot of people, whether it was in sales and like they gave them like huge financial and then even more than financial. I mean, the financial freedom sometimes, you know, I saw people maybe, you know, uh, get carried away with. But more than that was the uh, time uh, autonomy. You know, it's like, you know, that's so hard on people. You know, if everyone's like, you know, I'm going to I'm like Gary V, man. I'm like be up at three, and that's that's what I when I laugh at Tyler, it's because he's a he's a he's a robot. But most of the people I know, like you, you know, that first two months that you're left to your own designs, it's like, you know, who know? You're staying up late probably and sleeping at weird hours, and you're drinking a monster at nine p.m. It's like, what are oh, you yeah. doing, dude? But I I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I was. Um, I'm a, I was pretty healthy in, in a lot of areas of my life the first time that I was working on my own schedule and it was a nightmare for me. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing because I would like all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, whatever takes precedent. If you got nothing scheduled, you know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, your grass is really important at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, like we were talking about earlier. And it's like, (laughs) dude, this is just not what I should be doing right now. Like I'm not, you know, working towards the goal. Now I'm just, you know, out here being a landscaper instead of being, you know, whatever it is I'm supposed to be investing my energy in. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the treatment world. So good question. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a really cool deal, I think, you know, and it's been a a fun ride to come back to it. Um, because, you know, I had spent many years working in treatment and I know it, you know, I know what's going on there and, and I love it. So yeah, man. Did that, was that question? Did you even ask me a question? Oh, I asked you a question. Okay, cool. I hope I answered it. I mean, I feel like, I feel like you answered it. There were a lot of, there were a lot of words there. Yeah, I probably did. And it's very, we circle back. It was there. Oh yeah, it was there. Um, I think what's interesting, what's interesting to me is, so I've known you for what, a year and a half, maybe. I think I started. I think, I think you, I think, I think you were here a little bit before I came back. Probably. Um, but so I've seen you as this, as this put together guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. Thanks dude. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's so nice of you, dude. <laughs> everybody, 
I mean, there's not a there's not a person here. Like when I say, "Hey, Ant's coming over," you know, to record tonight. Yeah, they're like, "Tatum's coming." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah." Oh fuck, yeah, man. dude! Like, there's not a person here that has a bad word to say about you. Oh shit! Like, what? What happened before all of that? Because you're like you're this great dude now. I'm not saying you. I'm, like, I'm not saying you weren't ever a great dude. Yeah. Right. But like, was there like was there a time where that was not the case? Oh yeah, God yeah, man. I was lost. So I'm the case where, um, you know, it, it's hard to know me. So I'm a hard person to know at times because I'm so, um, I'm very opinionated and. Um, Let's say, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm overly assertive. I'd say I was probably closer to like passive aggressive most of my life, um, which isn't a cool thing to be, by the way. But I, uh, I would say that like, you know, I, I, I grew up and uh, I've always been like, I've always been quick to, to humor. And I think people who grow up in kind of even like what you're talking about, when you had that, that melting pot of a household um, and there's just like, you know, life is just, you can't make no fucking sense of what the fuck you're telling me. I, if you asked me to draw your family tree right now, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? I couldn't do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so like with stuff like that, you know, I've always used humor. Always, always, always. And that's, you know what? That's so funny you say that because when I left here, um, they sat with me and like, it was almost like they wanted me to stay, you know? And I was like, you know, I was telling them for the last weeks, man, like, um, you guys don't fucking need me. Like, you don't. Like, I'm like, I'm not saying that because I'm so humble. Like, dude, I'm here. But like, you could pay me for 20 hours, you know, you can pay me nice, pay me probably better hourly, like I'd be coming in and having to work. But, you know, and that's funny, man, to, to think about. But the truth of it is, is this is like, um, when I was in my teenage years, I got really lost. Um, and, and the reason why I got lost was because I found um, that there was a lot of gratification in some behaviors like like lying or, let's say, mm, manipulating or whatever it was that were really uh, good short term, right? You know, there's something to that. Like, there's something to the fact that you know, you know, when we say like, yeah, you go out and rob a bank, you get 50 G's. Sounds pretty great. And th but any logical person goes, well, you know, how does that play out? You know, and then you look at all the other variations, what could happen and what it means to your character. And, and I would say I was playing the short game for a long time in my life. You know, probably my teenage years into my early 20s, I was, uh, you know, fast and loose. And, you know, what happened was I know in my, my 20s, like 21, 22, even prior to getting sober, I got sober around 24, but the consequences of being living that way started to hit me. And I didn't have a lot of people that I took advice from. Um, it was kind of hard for me, you know, and I, and I built that, you know, I didn't really take advice from too many people. I, I kind of just figured things out the worst way. And so I can remember that happening to me where where the realization that the people that I surrounded myself with didn't really, you know, it wasn't that they, they didn't care about me. I Well, I guess that would be true, but more than that was like a, we didn't have a dynamic where they should, you know, and so I, I started to realize like, damn, man, I'm in, a, I'm in my own personal hell here, you know, and I, I really made this bed shitty and 
So I started to, to change some things about myself, but that wasn't, that's not the product of who the man I am today. That was what got me willing to um, kind of show up for recovery when it, when it did come to me, because what I couldn't figure out was I had, you know, at some time inherited a pretty strong, um, let me say powerful, I guess, uh, problem that I, I also could not overcome. It was bigger than my ability to outthink it. And um, it was just beating the shit out of me. You know, I, it comps really well. Like when we talk about addiction to, you know, I, I like to can like compare it to every, most illnesses, you know, where it's like, you know, you get f- the flu and you're willing to take, you know, some meds, you know, you get out alcoholism and all of a sudden people are like, well, you gotta, you know, just tough it out, you know, figure it out. And it's like, Oh man, we got, we, we don't know exactly how to fix it yet, but we, seems like we've got a really good outline here. You know, I got a, I got an outline that's like, this seems to be working pretty good. And so, you know, I'm, I know I'm being long winded, but what I'm saying is, um, in my twenties, what ended up happening was I started my, my, my mentality started shifting. I'd always been, you know, funny and, and things like that. But what I realized was that I, I, there was some things that I did that just were so fucked up, man. They're, they're just, uh, not right. You know, like, um, I, I don't, I'm like really cautious to like take things that aren't mine, you know, like even if, even if it's like, I'm trying to think of like a situation cause that's obvious. You, you know, when we say that we think of things that are stolen, but I'm, th- I'm talking more like, even if someone's like, Hey, you want this? Like, you know, this guy left it at my house and he's been gone and I don't know what to do with it. And it's like, it could be whatever. And like, so as time has progressed, what I've come to find is like, you know, that's just not fucking mine, dude. Like, nah, I shouldn't, you know, and those, that sort of stuff. So like when you say things like, yeah, people got good things to say about you. Um, that's really cool because it didn't come on accident. I don't think that I've done this perfect. I mean, and I'm sure you could, if you looked around hard enough, you'd find a few people that could say some bad things about me. But, um, but the cool thing is, is like, I've been kind of taught by a, a brotherhood and a, you know, a sisterhood. There's definitely a ton of people in my life that, um, kind of are steering me into these good morals. And you know what? I, I kind of think it's kind of crazy. We're, we're in a weird place as a society where we have, um, you know, and I don't know if I speak for everybody. I'm sure there's a lot of people though that kind of realize that like, you know, when you talk about even church, people are just like, Oh, you know, you fucking, you know, this fucking, you know, crack pot or whatever, you know, it's, that's super funny. Actually, that's a good, uh, joke that we could have within the rooms of recovery. I mean, you can get up in the rooms of recovery and talk about robbing your grandmother and people like, oh, I fucking get it, man. I fucking get it. Like, you know, but if I'm like, man, just love Jesus, man. People are like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, you fucking heathen. How dare you? <laughs> and so, uh, I think that's something that church did for a lot of people for a long time. and probably still does for a lot of people is kind of helps them, you know, to take on some principles and some characteristics and some traits that really help them to realize how to, uh, you know, coexist as a community. And I know there's a lot of speculation there where it's like, yeah, man, it makes you docile. Um, it makes you, you know, complacent or not complacent, but, uh, malleable, I guess. 
and there's people that feel that way. And I'm just like, man, that that's not what I fucking the opposite of that though. Like when I was the opposite of that, I was, dude, I wasn't living none. You know, and I, I wasn't doing well. So, like, you take that, you take the other end of the st- spectrum. I'm not saying I just want to be a fucking, you know, perf- yeah, or even just like, a, let's say, a foot soldier for, you know, good deeds. But at the end of the day, what I can say is, like, you take that all the way out to either spectrum, it's not good. But I like to air somewhere in between and a little bit more on this side where. You know, I, it, and there's something beautiful about that. I don't know who I, I was listening to somebody. And I wish I could, I wish I can give them credit. Um, you know, they were talking about how, you know, uh, yeah, I don't look up to people who are just into like innately good people. Like those people are boring. You know, that's, that's not what I look up to. What I look up to is somebody who is good, but you know, they have the propensity to be bad, like, or, or the ability you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like to know that, you know, it's not a choice for you to, it, it, well, no, no, no. You say it is a choice for you to be living the way that you are, you know? Yeah. Not that it's it just like, boom, no, no, I just do the right thing because it's, that's, there's just no other option. It's like, oh, there is another option, you know? Fucking yeah. take that money. You can fucking, you know, burn the town down. You yeah. Know? I mean, I have, I, I have, I've had friends that uh you know over the last uh few years uh will randomly say yeah doing drugs isn't an option for me anymore like if i want to like if i want to get my stuff back yeah it's not funny, an option right? for me anymore and i'm yeah. like I'm, I'm looking at them like it's all you like well no it's like it's like it's like who are you like yeah like maybe we're not like maybe we're not the same because for me i mean i've been i've been sober for a little bit yeah but it's always an option it's just now that i'm sober i know it's a really bad idea yeah 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 (laughs) you can play that you can play the reel all the way through yeah no and and i think that that's a, a cool thing and and in my life today is like dude i have the capacity and not everybody you know that suffers from drug and alcohol addiction does the things that some of us have done you know and i haven't done some of the things that other people have done um but it's a really cool uh feeling when you meet somebody who's done some things maybe you know i'm not trying to glamorize doing bad things by any means but i understand a lot of them right i understand how that we got there and i understand the the payout i guess um, and now I have a deep appreciation whether or not the person has ever done things like that. You know, I've met good people in my life who, who, who kind of stayed on the straight and narrow and I, and I love and respect them too. Um, but it seems to me that I'm more drawn to somebody, um, and I'm more impressed by somebody who has, you know, absolutely change something and it doesn't have to be you know from the you know let's say religious standpoint from good to bad but it can go from poor to rich you know if you were born wealthy and you stayed wealthy cool story you know but if you were born poor and you made a bunch of money i'm like yeah that's better that's a story i want to hear more about you know and 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 that on everything you know if like you know you didn't know nothing about you know computers and all of a sudden now you're the best computer guy you know it's interesting to me and so I'd say, you know, hearing you say that about me, it's like, that's really cool. And I think what that's a testament to is, 
you know, there's a bunch of people in my life today and a bunch this outline for like, hey, you know, take a take a look at what you did today. Are you proud of it? You know, and that's that's the short of it. Right. You know, the outlines and and kind of looking at some key feelings and emotions that are indicators to actions that are you know, uh, whatever they are, you know, they could be negative, they could be positive, they could be, you know, whatever. And so, um, I love that. I was taught that, you know, in my twenties that like, listen, take a look at it, you know, and, and all the emotions, even like excitement, you know, look at excitement because like, if you're getting roused up too much, cause that's something that I I'm guilty of, you know, when, and when I'm excited about something, man, I go off. Now all of a sudden spend 70, 80 hours on this thing, you know, whether it's work, whatever it is, you know, video games, gambling, you know, it's like, oh, so watch for that one too. You know, don't just look for, you know, the painful stuff. Look for the stuff that's, you know, getting, getting the best of you in the happiness department too, and see if it's an issue, you know, kind of tear it up. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, by any means and I, I, I don't intend to be and, and want to be a role model for people. Cause I, I mess things up, man. And, um, but what I do is I do want to be a part of, you know, a community of people that are here to help people to, to make their life, you know, a little more livable, you know, because we gotta, we gotta do this and, you know, you gotta be around people too, which is, you know, I, I meet people, that's something that I think is so silly when you're saying that thing about people saying, uh, you know, it's not an option for me. And when I meet people that are like, oh, I just don't fucking like people. I'm just like, well, holy shit, dude. That's <laughs> your life's going to suck. Dude, there's a <laughs> what do you think of me? <laughs> well, you're all right. Well, and so, you know, and I get it. We just say things sometimes and, and that's life. You know, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. I say things cause I figure things out by talking through it. But, um, life is, you know, life is really cool and, and I'm figuring it out and, you know, and, and I hope that what I do is, is not, you know, a really good stand, like pl- thing to stand on is like, Hey man, try not to hurt anybody, you know? And that's like, you know, I hope that that's a mantra that I've kind of lived by, you know, and it, you, you can't always, you know, ensure that, you know, I'm not talking about hurting them physically. I, I don't, I don't know that I've done that at all in my, in the last decade, I'm sure. I don't think I've hit anybody. I don't think I've been in a fight. Um, but that's pretty cool to think about. I mean, I'm not a great fighter or anything, but that's definitely a part of my life before. But uh, I've kind of found a way to tactfully evade any of that. Um, but, um, you know, just don't hurt people, you know. And and how I was guilty of hurting people was normally from capitalizing on them, you know. And I try not to do that, you know. I try to be really mindful and I've done it, and, and uh, I could, fuck, dude, we could talk for hours on that, you know, of, of that actual, that ideology, and, and how fucked up, you know, um, how far I've taken that before, and, and you know, the, the consequences of that, even as a decent person, you know, like, even as a person who's in, you know, I'm not doing drugs and crime and any of that, you know, um, but you know, still, you know, that, that thought life where you're taking advantage of somebody in some way, um, and you get the inclination, you just shut it down. And then the consequences, I mean, just eat your soul, man. You're just, you're hurting. You don't even know you're hurting until you're just, boom, you're just like, why do I feel like this? You know? And it's like all those little things, those little things have added up. Um, so I'm a big advocate for like, you know, I, I, 
I remember my pops telling me that. And uh, I just, I remember I was incarcerated when I was younger. And I remember realizing that. It was the early 20s what I was talking about, where I realized, like, oh, man, all of it matters, huh? And it's like, yeah, man, all of it matters. All of it, you know? And I was just like... The good, the bad, and the ugly. All of it, dude. You know, and that's so powerful to think about, you know, because we... We like not just like, oh, I'm a little sneak a snake, you know, whatever it is like, no, dude, like all of it matters. You know, the thoughts, you know, that's yeah. fucking hard. How do you change what's going on in your head? And it's like, well, here, try this, you know, try that, try changing. You know, that's one thing that we do a lot of, you know, we, people say uh, inside out, you know, you train from the inside out. And, you know, we when we're in recovery, we change from the outside in. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to like just you just dress like a lawyer, buddy. You know, we say that shit, fake it till you make it. And like, yeah, it's cliche and nonsense. But a lot of the time what I allude back to and how that makes sense to me is like, no, just do the good action. Like because you are so deluded and so broken when you get here that you can't even understand or conceptualize the power of doing this action. Like you can't feel it because it's got no gratification to it right now, you know? So just do it. And then maybe eventually, you know, you'll start you'll to start see. to understand what, yeah. what's going into it. Well, and then you're just the motherfucker that's on time, you know? Cause like we can, I can tell you where it's like, you know, we say like, you know, I, you know, what's the big deal? A couple minutes late, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like it really isn't. Well, we talked about two minutes, how much more work, but the truth of it ends up coming down to is like, we're programmed to trust reliable things. You know, we're built on a framework of evolution. That's, you know, how old and whatever. And so when I see something that's reliable, man, it's the first thing I go to. So whether it's, you know, trusting someone with something, I trust the person that's there. I trust the person that's always been there. That's been the same. You know, I, tr I put my faith in that, you know, I'm not, I bet on the wild card sometimes and I love the underdog story, but you know, and look at it. Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. What a surprise, man. And it's like, yeah, you know why? Cause I mean, yeah, but the boy, like, the guy's put in time. Oh, man. that's like, what I'm saying. You can't. What are you gonna do? Yeah, he, show, like, he shows up. It's in 20 years. He's gone to 10 Super Bowls. Yeah, it's not an accident, man. That's all I'm saying. And, yeah. and and there's a lot of that. Like I'm not saying that it's always the mold that you know gets whatever it is the reward, but you know it's it, it, there's something to be said about consistency, and there's something to be said about disciplines, and and you know we we are in a I think we're in a weird time as people where the, the pendulum is swinging a, a certain way and it's great. You know what I mean? I love it. Um, and, and so for a lot of us, you know, we're like I said about the church thing, like how we, how we're feeling about church and how we're feeling about, you know, some of these things that have been set in stone for a long time, we're tearing them up and questioning them. And, you know, all, I'm all for it. I'm also for the fact that there's a lot of good to be taken out of, you know, there's a lot of wisdom out here and, and to listen to it and, and to kind of implement it and, and see why it's worked for so long. You know, whatever it is, you know, like I said, like with the waking up early or eating a good breakfast and all these things, because I know I, I went against the grain for a long time. And, um, you know, now that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I guess put my life into a place where I can manage it and the best that I can and 
um, be a participant in and it's just helpful. You know, I'm just figuring things out. What the fuck do I know anyways? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a fun thing too, dude. I don't know. It is. Shit. We're just, I mean, we're just sitting here talking and figuring this yeah, out. Yeah, dude. Man. We're at a, dude, you know what's crazy is we are in a big office alone here, dude. And that's, it's cool to think that like when I walked in, I was like, they trust you in this place all alone, huh? It's crazy. And it's pretty nuts, dude. It is. It's super nuts. God, but, man. But hey, those are the gifts. They definitely are. Yeah, people start trusting you. People yeah. start letting you hold the babies, dude. Yeah. I haven't gotten to hold yours yet. Oh yeah, you you listen, he's not as willing. You missed your you missed I your know. opportunity. I now know. that he's like one and a half, he's just like get, nah. he doesn't even want me to hold him. He's like, yeah. get get off of me. <laughs> yeah, and that's a blessing, dude. I'm actually like I'm happy we got to do this at seven because I was able to like see my kid go to bed and like get him some food and I mean that's just that's just magic, man. This this age is so cool, man. If somebody's a new parent listening and you, they're under one, I'm just like, oh, my heart goes out to you. That is just a that is a hard thing, but now it's just as cool as it could be, man. I I think about that like when people are like, yeah, they grow up so fast, and I'm just like. Dude, he got here so fast, and now I'm just in this, like, he's just so into stuff, and he's having a ball, and then he goes from having a ball to crying, and it's just crazy. It's a crazy world I live in, dude. I'm literally, like, just dadding. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. That's all I'm doing, dude. That's my whole life, you know? It's my free time. I dad, I play some video games, and I build shit, you know? Yeah. Sponsor some dudes. God, I got a low-key life right now. It'll get bigger, I hope, as I learn how to handle this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta learn. All right, right, I I got one final question for you, and then I'm going to set you free. Perfect. Let's go. What effect do you want to have on the world? Damn. What effect do I want to have on the world? Well, um, a lot of the people that I listen to for motivation or for insight, tell me that the most I should worry about is, is, you know, is my house right now. Right. Um, because I, I can't handle that. You know, I start thinking about the world. I'm like, fuck dude. Like, what does that even mean? How do we affect the world? How do we effectively make change in our community in any way? Um, so I want to do what most people want to do, which is make, things easier for my kids than they were for me and uh and how I do that is by getting as much knowledge in my head as I can right and the way you're doing it is my favorite way like my by far favorite way man there's something just powerful about people talking to each other and it's such a um we're in the we're in a weird age with technology, and I don't think technology is killing it by any means. I think we're just learning how to um, integrate. Because, dude, I listen to podcasts on people across the country, and it's interesting and powerful. Yeah. And so, if the tools used right, and that's what you were telling me, your last guest was talking about the tools used right. It's very very powerful, you know. And I think we're just figuring that out. You know, we're so worried about kids being on technology, and it's like, dude, I don't know. Like, if we can just, you know. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're we're so worried because we did it badly. You know what I mean? We like 
gorged out, you know? It's like we were the first finders of beer or something, you know? We're just like, this shit is great, dude. Are you trying this shit? Yeah. You know? And uh, so... Yeah, there is too much of a bad thing. Or yeah. There is too, too much, much of, of a good thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we don't know. We don't know what we're doing with this stuff right now. And I'm not. I'm. I'm not a pessimist, man. That's one thing that I'm. I'm eternally grateful for. Is there something in me, regardless of what I've seen and 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 my life, and and I don't think I've had the hardest by any means, but damn sure not. You know, the easiest. And I, I'm. I'm an optimist though. Still, I do believe that things are. Are, are capable and, and seemingly trending in a positive direction, even when bad shit does happen. Um, and so effectively what I would like to see um, me do for this world is like, I hope that, um, you know, regardless of where like, and how bad stuff is getting that I don't perpetuate um, the harm. And I hope that I'm able to like, use the gifts that I have to uh, effectively like continue what I think is the light, you know, the positive, you know, like I'm, I'm such, and it's cool to be in this like place talking about that. Cause I spent a lot of time with some of the employees here to even talking about that. I remember there's an employee uh, named Whitney here and I tell her all the time, like I just value humor so much because I think it's so important to be able to laugh, you know, it's just such a, a cool thing, you know, like even in like the hardest spots, you know, like you get a good laugh in and it doesn't matter what's going on with you, you know, you could be fucking anywhere. And so, you know, like, and that's important to me, you know, that's important. It's, it's very important to me that we still have that, that opportunity. I'm not saying every moment's a laughing moment, but in the next breath, I, I just like to, you know, have the ability to, to do it and to, you know, chum it up with some people. So, you know, if, like I said, in a nutshell, it's like, you know, push the light forward, man, and, and do it. And for me, it's it's not done on a super macro scale, because when I start thinking of that, you know, you get all these spinoff situations where it's like, well, how am I or who am I to do that? And it's like, dude, just do it in your house. Just do it with, you know, this person. Just like when you stop at the Circle K today, you know, just, you know, don't be a dickhead to that lady. You know, and don't be like when the homeless guy comes up, you know, don't bust his balls or whatever it is, you know, and and enough of that. What I've come to see is like you get like a super good payout, you know, like it's cool. You know, you 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 get asked to do things like this or, you know, you get people that will help you out when you need it, you know, and that's huge. You know, you you start helping some people, man, like you start helping some people. Um, in your community, just around you with whatever, dude, just with whatever, you know, just here and there. And that's something you do really well. You show up. I know that about you. Uh, when someone asks you for some help and, um, you start doing that and all of a sudden, you know, your pipes break in your house and you know, a guy, you know, you just know a guy all of a sudden. And man, is that nice to know a guy when you need to know a guy. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and that's kind of, you know, and that goes back to like what manipulation is, which is a really powerful discussion. But, you know, I'd heard a talk, um, I don't know, Jordan Peterson maybe or somebody, I don't know, where they were talking about selfishness. And like, you know, the most selfish thing you can do is be selfless. Um, because at the end of the day, that pays out to you more. You know, so it was kind of like this discussion of the 
could say, complexity of being selfish because you start doing things for you and what inevitably happens is you fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And most of us, in the, you know, especially in addiction, can attest to that. You know, you, you're doing things just for your own gain, but what you don't realize is like this is you're going to deplete your resources essentially and it ends up t- turning in and being yeah. not good. You know, and and how? Well, yeah, I mean, in that in that model of, uh, you know, I want to win. In that model, somebody has to lose. Yeah, and everybody has to lose, right? If all you're gonna do is win on everybody you meet, and the cool thing about that is, like, you know, uh, you know, don't try not to look at it like that, and and when you just try and like pay out, you know, and don't let people, and, and I'm. God, I'm so bad at this because, like, I don't want to come off as a guy who's telling you to just, like, no, you know, let people take advantage of you or whatever, you know. Because in those moments when you don't let people take advantage of you, you're giving them a very, very good big gift, you know. Like, that's I'm a big, you know, yeah. advocate of that is, like, hey, man, you're giving them a lesson, you know. I don't, I don't enable people, you know, to do shitty things. I try and help them, though, you know, whether it's not being, you know, I'm not going to be a complete monster to them and tell them to go kill them themselves but in the next breath i'm gonna be like no nah, man i know what you're doing and like i'm good you know you can do that over there if you ever need some help you know give me a call or whatever it is so you know and that's kind of that paradox between you know selflessness and selfishness it's like if you're looking to play the best game for yourself and to set yourself up for uh the long game dividends like the best thing you can do is to help your community and help people around you you know if like you're within the uh like castle of you know all you know doing well people likelihood is that you're doing really well you know and if you try and surround yourself with people that you just take from then you're just surrounded by people that are hungry and angry probably mad you know and so you know just kind of looking at life in that way and and you know i i know that's you know um easier said than done you know it's it's almost like ideological or utopian in a, in a way because it's like i know like i know that you know his life is incredibly brutal incredibly hard on a lot of people and tragic shit is happening but you know when i when i aim my focus at that and and try to um things seem to go better for me and i by no means do this perfectly you know but um, I am grateful that I was taught it and I am grateful that more often than not, I feel like I'm practicing it because I feel like that is why I, um, have the, re- the blessings that I do and the blessings are, you know, tangible and intangible. I mean, there's sleep and, you know, joy and purpose and, you know, all of those really, really cool things that, uh, come with life. So, um, yeah, dude you know long-winded answer again that's me for you though i'll go on a tangent but perfect yeah great question dude well thanks for having me dude i appreciate you coming man yeah i hope you i i'm excited i hope you uh you know i my hope for you is that if you're enjoying this you keep doing it um it's you know it's one of those things where uh it's really cool to see what you get back from it. You know, you get some really cool shit. You meet some really cool people. You have some cool combos that you can look back on. And I know when I look back on the, even the, you know, I don't even know. I think we did something like 20, 30 episodes, maybe, maybe not even that many. Twenty-seven. Dang, dude, you're right on the head. 27, my dude. Yeah, dude. And so like, you know, and and that's like what? Half a year, man. That's half a year that we did it. Six months. And, and it was so fun. You know, it was so much fun and, and we intend and I've got a bunch of ideas and I know we'll be 
Um, me and a buddy are gonna be doing a, a completely silly podcast um, soon. Hell yeah! But um, maybe last week out will resurface as I become uh, capable of yeah, adding so more structure. Look out for that, dude. Plug. But the the <laughs> cool thing is is like, I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, um, this is a cool deal that you're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I got to be here, but I'm really excited to see, you know, I'm excited to hear from you and, and you say, dude, like this ep- this one episode I did, it's fucking nuts, dude. I had this dude. Or it's like, you know, you start getting some vets on or something yeah. where you're just like, dude, this might be, you know, what it was supposed to be or whatever, you know? Because yeah. there was times like that in, in 27 weeks where it was like, damn, this is what we wanted, dude. Yeah. And we just leave there like we are coming out of a fucking cannon, dude. Like, <laughs> woo, this is it, dude. We're yeah. big time. You know, we never got we never got shit from it, man, besides, um, besides having some fun, you know? Like, we yeah. no one paying us no money or nothing but we had a great time so cool man yeah thanks for having me